Breakthrough, breakthrough, hallelujah, because of the word. Come on, praise him for his word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You can be seated. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. Trent, I love that song, and I keep hearing it and hearing it and hearing it, and I never get tired of it. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Uh, This morning, we're going to talk about the gift of eternal life, Uh, what it is, what it does, and uh, several scriptures on the subject. And um, I probably started studying this uh, when I was 17 years old. Uh, my dad was a pastor, and, and I was 17. My dad and four deacons had to get me out of jail. So I started listening to Brother Hagin teach on faith, and I thought it would be a good time to make a change. And uh, then um, uh, Brother Hagin said to start studying uh, the Apostle Paul's revelation. So when I was 17 years old. I started going over the Ephesians 1 prayer, Ephesians 3 prayer diligently prayed those every day. Of course, back in those days, I was quite a bit skinnier than I am now. And I weighed about 175 pounds and had bell-bottom blue jeans and platform shoes, big collar shirt, and uh, listened to a little too much rock and roll music. So I had to make a lifestyle change. So um, I started studying uh, on faith, how faith works. And um, Dad Hagen said the Seven steps to the highest kind of faith is to know who you are in Christ. I said, if you want to go take faith as far as you can take it, then you need to find out who you are in Christ, what you have in Christ. And uh, so I began to study that and came across this subject on eternal life. So if you have your Bible, we'll get started. And I'll give you a bunch of scriptures here because we're going to try to cover it this morning. (laughs) So I hope you brought your lunch. So Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 6, the scriptures that really kind of got my attention on this subject, eternal life, which is the word sometimes just translated life, sometimes everlasting life. But this word really means the God kind of life. The word is zoe, Z-O-E, the God kind of life. And I'll give you a working definition of what that is in just a second. Um, because when I started meditating on that and studying that, it took my faith to a whole higher level. Amen. Amen. So Ephesians 2, 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, uh, he quickened us together with Christ by grace you're saved and hath raised us up together with him, made us sit down together with him in heavenly places. So look at uh, Ephesians 2 there, verse 5 where he said he has made us alive together. King James uses the word quickened, quickened. But really, the Amplified Bible says that he uh, made us alive together with Christ, that he gave us the very same life that he gave to Christ, the same life with which he quickened him. So God's goal here in the plan of redemption is to give us, the same life that's in Christ. So you could say it this way, that the crowning achievement of the plan of redemption 
greatest goal of the plan of redemption, the death and resurrection of Christ, is to give man eternal life. It is the crowning achievement of the death and resurrection of Christ is for you to pass from death unto life and for you to receive the gift of God, which is eternal life. So many of the translators, so if you would think eternal life, most people think about the endless continuation of life after death, that boy, after I die, I'm going to have eternal life. But really, that's not really the way he's describing it. It's not something you get when you die. It's not something you get after you leave this world. It's something that you get when you receive Jesus as your Lord. Right? And it is the God kind of life. And so he's, that's the number one goal is for you to pass from death to life, receive the life of God. So when you're made alive together with Christ, then that means that the devil cannot dominate any person that has this life. All right, let's try that again. So the devil cannot dominate any person that has eternal life because this life is a permanent possession and present possession and it comes into the spirit of an individual, a man, a woman. Once that life comes into your spirit, listen, it is that life that makes you a new creature in Christ. So that's really the source of how you became a new kind of creature that never existed before, a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away and everything has become new. So I I wrote this down because we travel many countries around the world for many, many years. And you see uh, people influenced by many different kinds of philosophies, education, different kinds of religions, you know, and different kinds of of, uh, of books and and, uh, different kinds of gurus, you know, and leaders that, that govern the thoughts and influence people around the world, great religions. So the Lord said this to me one time. He said, every religion offers lessons, but only Jesus Christ gives life. I thought, now that took it to another level right there. In other words, many, many great religions and many have a lot of great lessons. And so uh, every religion offers lessons and they'll come in and teach you about different things. But only Jesus Christ said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life. So that is the purpose and the crowning achievement of him. His incarnation, his death, his burial, his resurrection, everything was for that life to come back into your spirit. The life of God, the God kind of life. That life makes you a new creature in Christ. Amen. So to have this confidence. So while I was uh, going over Ephesians 2, 4 through 6, then I actually saw a little vision when I was 17 years old. And that was that when Jesus was raised or made alive and raised from the dead, that I actually saw myself made alive with the same identical life, same identical life that raised Christ, quickened him, same life. And I saw myself made alive together with him. And that life raised me up together with him and seated me together with him. So now my fight of faith would be from way up here. 
rather than down here trying to fight from down here. I was made alive with the same life, resurrection life, overcoming life, the God kind of life that God made Christ alive with. And I had received the same life on the inside of me. Well, it doesn't mean I still didn't have some fights of faith. I just fought them all from a different place. Amen. So now let's look at several scriptures on this life made alive together, quickened together with Christ. And let's look at something. Go to 1 John uh, chapter 5, and we'll give you several scriptures on it. And there's, there's a lot of scriptures, but there's really only um, maybe 10 what I'd call major scriptures. Uh, and so 1 John chapter 5 and verse 11. 1 John chapter 5 verse 11. So, so simple, if you took like a, a larger view of the New Testament, if you took a larger view of the New Testament, then Matthew, Mark, and Luke, which they call the synoptic gospels, you know, they kind of all tell the same stories, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. The number one theme of these three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, uh, is the kingdom of God. That's right. Tell you how the kingdom of God works, how it operates. So the kingdom of God is the number one story in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. So then if you get over to the gospel of John and first John, the number one story is eternal life. Life. This life. What it is, what it does, where it comes from. And then if you go to Paul's letters, and Paul's revelation, he'll include all three of those facets. But when you get to Paul's uh, letters, his number one term is, is in Christ. Who you are in Christ, who you are in him what you are in whom, and Dad Hagen always said, you just look a lot better in Christ than you do outside of him. So when you make Jesus your Lord, what happened? You received eternal life, the God kind of life, spiritual life, and it is that life that now puts you in the kingdom of God. And now you are in Christ where you get all of that from is Jesus, right? Amen. So one writer said, when you got saved, when you made Jesus the Lord of your life, you didn't just get your sins forgiven. You actually got in Christed. So what God did or God's goal was to take whatever was in Christ and put that in the heart of every believer. So first birth puts you in Adam, but your new birth puts you in Christ. All right, fine. First John 5, 11, let's, let's read these verses. And this is the record, 1 John 5, 11, This is the record that God hath given to us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Well, let's try that one more time. You know what that means? That means it is a controlled substance. You can't just get it wherever you want. There's only one place you can get it from. All right, let's go over it again. This is the record that God has given to us what? All right, this is going to be an open book test, and we're going to be going slow. In other words, let's just say if you took the New Testament, you could really put in that. The New Testament is the record that God has given to us eternal life. Hmm. So in just saying I have eternal life, 
then really some translations say you have the life of the eternal one, which makes you eternal, which gives you eternal life, which is a quality of life. So he says, he's given to us eternal life. This life's in his son. Verse 12, he that hath the son hath life. He that hath not the son of God hath not life. So there's really only two categories you can be in, whether you're Baptist, Methodist, or whatever you are. Either you have the son and you got this life, or you don't have the son and you don't have this life. Let's just try it again. You just either you got it or you ain't got it. The problem sometimes is some people actually have received it and do have it, but don't really know what they have. They're just still thinking this is going to kick in when I die. But it's an immediate becoming a new creature in Christ and the new birth. And so uh, to know what you have and to know what it does in you and know what it'll do through you. Now, I told the story about one out of um, our leadership conference, uh, uh, Jay and Janice Dickey, about her husband worked for Abner Yoder, who had giant uh, uh, trust, uh, wood plant, building trusses, did $150 million a year, and Jay would run the plant. Jay came from Burlington, Colorado, and Jay married the boss's daughter, so he immediately got a job. So it's more than one way to skin a cat, right? So Jay, Jay got on there and... Um, he became the boss, right? So Jay, I was, you know, as he's getting a little bit older, well, along comes the virus. You know, here comes the virus. And, uh, boy, man, he was starting to feel the symptoms, you know, and, you, man, his lungs and struggling with breathing, and he was sitting at home. His wife was a nurse, and she came over, you know, and she got the stethoscope put on his chest, and she said, you're in bad shape, Jay. You're going to have to go straight to the, to the hospital. He said, no, I've got to go to work in the morning. She said, no, you're going to have to go straight to the hospital. You're in serious condition. And he said he sat there in his recliner for a few minutes, and he started thinking about, I know I have eternal life. Come on. Come on. So, Come on. so he sat there for a minute and started thinking about hospital or work in the morning. So living or dying. So he said, he said, he hollered and he jumped out of the chair and he said, he said, I got too much of the life of God on the inside of me and this can't do this to me in my body. He jumped out of there. <laughs> and the next morning he jumped up and went to work perfectly well. So, so. So when the devil's trying to mess with your life, your body, your mind, any part of your life, you ought to say, I got too much of the life of God on the inside of me for the devil to do this to me. Praise the Lord. Let's practice that. Come on. No matter what's coming against your life, I got too much of the life of God on the inside of me for the devil to do that to me. You cannot do that to me. Amen. So number one, to know what you have and then actually know how to use it. Now, some people do have it. I know they know they're safe, but they don't know what this life is and don't know how to put it to work for them. It's the life of God. I said it's the God kind of life. It's the life of God. And this life 
is literally a substance, a spiritual substance, that there's so much of it that God literally cannot contain himself. Because out of the throne of God and throughout the city of heaven, there is a river of life flowing through that whole thing. So Jesus said, I didn't come just to give you a trickle of this. I came to give you so much of this that it overflows in you, which is more than you can contain. Come on. So you're actually the contagious one in the group here. Come on. Not somebody else sneezing or something. Amen. I'm vaccinated. (laughs) So you probably know the story of John G. Lake. Uh, working in South Africa when the plague broke out and people were dying everywhere, no cure for it. And so John G. Lake had the audacity to help and preach in the middle of all that. And, and uh, instead of shutting down and quarantining, he, he got in the middle of the problem preaching the gospel of Christ. And so they said, how do you handle that? He said, well, I'll tell you what. You just take somebody's, uh, the germs coming off somebody's mouth while they are dying Put it on my hand. Put it under a microscope and tell me what happened. Come on. So they put those germs on his hand and contagious disease, no cure for it. Put it on that preacher's hand and had the microscope and they said, huh, every one of them are dying as soon as they touch you. Come on. Come on. They said, well, well, how do you do that? He said, uh, Romans chapter eight, verse two says, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. All right, come on, let's try it again. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Wouldn't you like to know that the devil cannot dominate you and disease cannot dominate you and depression cannot dominate you when you've got the God kind of life on the inside of you? And he said, and that life is a spiritual substance and it is controlled by spiritual laws. He said, he called it the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. And one translation says, it lifts me out of the law of sin and death. In other words, it lifts you out instead of you being held down by gravity. There's another law of the spirit of life in Christ that will lift you out. Praise the Lord. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I was 17, I thought I'd sure like to find out how that works. I said, I'd sure like to find out how that works because I know it'll work for anybody the same. I know God's no respecter of person. So, Lord, if you could show me how that works, then nobody could limit me or hold me down. Come on, financially. Come on, physically. Nothing could hold me down. No disease could intimidate me because I got the life, same life that raised Christ from the dead. I got it from Jesus. Hallelujah. And that life came into me. I know I got it. He said, you can actually fill up with it so that if if you were going to pray for somebody that needed healing or needed help, that life would literally flow out of your hands. Like you just lay hands on somebody like that and that life would flow right out of your hands, right into them. Come on, you're not just laying hands on people like a tradition. You Come on, you're making contact with somebody that the life of God's flowing in you and God's raising you up and making you well. Amen. So it's love life. 
If you got the life of God, he is love. So you're certainly not going to feel like you're not loved. Amen. Let's try that again. I said, I said, God is love and this is his life. You are going to feel majorly loved and appreciated. You say, I got the life of God in me. Well, I got the love of God. That means you can love your enemies, bless those that curse you. Come on, because you're carrying the love of God, the life of God. So it's love life, joy life. So that means you can't get this life and not be happy. Love life, joy life, peace life, overcoming life. Jesus called it resurrection life. That means there's hell busting, devil busting, devil defeating life. Come on, means it's resurrection life, overcoming life. It's the God kind of life. And Jesus said, and I came so you could have it. <laughs> well, you ought to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You gave me that life. Woo! So let's see if we can finish reading these three verses. You understand, I've been working with this uh, since 17. So you can actually just meditate on this and inhale. And you won't even need the other stuff. You just inhale the word. You go, you meditate on it. Come on and say, I'm going to have to go get me some marijuana. I'm going to have to go get me some stuff, man. Listen, you get this stuff, it's the most high, man. It'll take you all the way up to heaven. You'll get so high, people will wonder if you're on drugs. Yeah, been there, done that. <laughs> all right, let's finish reading this, these three verses. This is the record that God has given us what? It's an open book test, still working with you. We don't need to go to other verses until you got this one. We will continue working with this. God hath given to us eternal life. This life is in his son. And he that hath the son hath life. And he that hath not the son of God hath not life. Verse 13. And these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the son of God that you may know that you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the son of God. So God said, I'm writing all these things to you so that you can know without a doubt that you have present possession, eternal life. If you just knew what that was, everybody in here would be smiling right now. When you walk around and say, you know what I got? I got eternal life. You say, what is it? Well, it's the life of God. So now let me read you a couple of definitions real quickly here because even the definitions are good. And so let me give you the definitions from the uh, New Testament dictionary words from W. Vines. And so here's the definition. You ready? This is their definition. So this is a proper theological definition for those who are concerned. So the word eternal life or zoe, and here's what it says in, in W. Vines. He said, this Zoe, or the God kind of life, he said, it is life as a principle. It is life in the absolute sense. It is life as God has it. Yeah, All right, let's try this out. At least me and the pastor are going to get happy. So this life is as God himself has it. It's a quality of life 
It is spiritual life. It, it overflows Come out on. of him. Come on. And if you ask him what makes him shine like he does, in their next interview with God, he would say, I got this life in me. I got this life in me. Amen. And the measure of it actually is determined by the one who's received it. In other words, you could have more or less of it. Amen. Because when it's in overflowing measure, you just cannot be defeated when it's overflowing measure. So what Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Really the word Zoe, he said rivers of the life of God. Rivers means it's really more than you can contain. You say, well, what's in the water? Well, everything that's in God is in that water. The life of God. First thing that it does is it satisfies you spiritually. First thing it does. The moment that life comes into you, you're like, that's what I was created for. Life could never be what it should be without this life. Once I got this life, now I know. Right? Satisfies you spiritually. In other words, you're not constantly looking for something else, and you'll never be happy till you have that other thing. Once you got eternal life, you're like, I am happy right now, man. Come on, never marry somebody that's unhappy because you ain't going to cure it, I can tell you that. Only Jesus can cure that. And so you better get them happy first before you get married. Say, Come on, Jesus is the source of your joy and not me. So the woman at the well said what? I had five husbands. Come on, man. When the, in the 60s, we sang can't get no satisfaction. No, no. And I tried and I tried. This is the woman here. Five husbands. The woman's yet now, not her husband. Jesus said, I'll tell you, I got some water that if you'll drink this, you will never thirst again. When you get this water, it is living water. It'll bubble up on the inside of you and satisfy you continually. Come on, money ain't going to do it for you. Somebody else ain't going to do it for you. Jesus will do it for you. When you get his life, I'm satisfied. Come on, God has billions of satisfied customers. Uh, let me say this. How many satisfied customers do we have here? <laughs> Man. Come on, before I found Jesus, I was not a very happy customer. But when I received Jesus and I found out who he is and what he did for me, I'm satisfied. Praise the Lord. So the first evidence that you have received this life is he satisfies. He's satisfied. You're no longer driven, searching, needing somebody's approval, needing a certain amount of money, got to have a certain kind of house. Come on, got to have a certain kind of car. You say, you know, I'm happy right now. I got the life of God in me. If I, if I drop dead right now, I'm going straight into the realm of glory. Hang out with Jesus for the next three billion years. And sometimes God really can't bless you to the next level until you get happy where you're at. Oh, it got quiet in here. I said, son, come on. You said, when's God going to take me somewhere else? Till you get happy where you're at, he can't take you nowhere else. You just contaminate your future. <laughs> Matter of fact, I'm just getting happy right now. I'm getting glad in the same bridge. It's the life of God. 
from his presence. Come on. So it satisfies you. All right, let's read this definition. We haven't even got to the full definition yet, so <laughs> praise the Lord. I hope, I hope some of you hit you like a ton of bricks. Yeah. Come on, you go home this afternoon, you just sit in your chair and go, I got the life of God in me. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things have passed away, everything is new. I got a bright future, man. You talking about the best future anybody could have. I got it in Christ. Praise the Lord. All right, a little bit. One more, one more sentence. I see y'all can't take too many at the same time. You're kind of like, and your pastor, I mean, he's, he's more on fire than anybody else in here. I'm like, maybe just me and him should just keep on talking all afternoon. We'll go, we'll go get us one of them sandwiches. What's the name of that place? Fireside or something. Firehouse. Turkey sandwich firehouse. We're going to talk about the blood of Jesus and the life of God. Hallelujah. Don't all y'all go there. It'll take me forever to get in line if y'all go there. I don't, don't tell them. All right, forget it. We ain't going there. All right. <laughs> if you go, you have to let me cut in line. All right. So here's a definition. Y'all want a definition here? Zoe, the God kind of life as a principle, life in the absolute sense. It is life as God has it. It is that which the Father has in himself. And which he gave to the son to have in himself. Amen. All right, that's John chapter 5 and verse 24 through 26. Jesus said, the father has life in himself. It's John 5, 24 through 26. The father has life in himself. All right, this is coming straight from Jesus. Y'all still with me? If you ask Jesus, I'd like to know what God is made up of or what's in God. Jesus said, the father hath life in himself. And he's using that same word, Zoe, the God kind of life. The father hath what in himself? Life. And he's given to the son to have life in himself. Yeah, and he that hath the son hath life. So where did it come from? Well, the source of this life is Jesus said God has it in himself. But now in Christ, God got in a body for the purpose of carrying this life, demonstrating this life, and then dying on the cross, being raised from the dead, and giving you the same life. So he said the Father has this life in himself. And Jesus, so one translation says the Father has this life in himself as its original source. In other words, we say we have eternal life, but really eternal life came from God. Because God is the only eternal being. You know what I mean by that? You are, but you started. God is, but he did not start. In other words, he, forever, no beginning, no end. He has this life and he came to give you this same kind of life, Amen. right? Yes. So the father has this life in himself, gave to the son to have his life. So here's what it says. The father has in this life as its original source and he gave it to Jesus to have it as its immediate source. So the father, God said, I got it. People in the world need it. Jesus, you carry it. 
and you deliver it. Praise the Lord. All right, now listen close. Because this ain't just something about heaven now. Thank God for heaven. But it's not just about heaven. Oh, let's try this one more time. Somehow, thank God for heaven. But this ain't just about heaven now. Come on, this is about right now. This is about tomorrow morning when you wake up. Come on, this is about your life. A quality of life so that every major invention in our generation in the world came from a nation that had eternal life. It came from kids and grandkids and mamas and grandpas that had the gospel of Christ and had this life. That's where the inventions came from. Why? Because this life will make you smart. Don't look around right now. I said this life. I got the life of God. What does it do? That life develops my spirit. In other words, the moment this life comes into your spirit, you go from what? Dead to alive. Dumb to smart. Amen. Always good to have help, isn't it? So you go from dead to alive. And you go from, from ignorant. We didn't say ignorant. We grew up, we say ignorant. So you, you go from stupid and dumb ignorant fool come on now making wrong choices and wrong priorities when you get the life of God on the inside of you it enlightens your intellect come on and so sometimes you leave me working and the life of God right up and say have you ever thought about you I never thought about that but I got that because of the life of God on the inside of you so that life does what develops you spiritually <laughs> and just your spiritual development, other than people do the best they can with their bodies, you are somewhat the best they can with their bodies. I mean, you can't accuse me of really doing that. But some people take that really serious, you know, mirrors everywhere, you know, every morning, every night, you know. And me and the pastor are like, let's go get a donut. No, no, we don't do that. So, so we're trying to do better, but you know. People take the development of their body very serious. Very serious. I mean, I mean, it's raining cold outside there. Got a little band on, you know. Got matching socks, you know. Running down the road. If you just took a video of them one time, they'd run privately. But anyway, so nothing wrong with that. That's good. But your body's pretty temporary. I've seen them shrivel up and they have to put it in the ground, man. Come on. They'll die on you, and man, you just can't do nothing with them. They'll actually cost you money to bury them. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I didn't even know it was worth that much. $30,000 for the funeral. So, so your body, <laughs> important, come on, because that's what you're going to walk around in. So you should take good care of it. So I'm not saying don't. You know, we try to do our best. But people get really serious about that. Yeah. Other people very serious about their brain. They're like, and, and I mean, they've been to college, the university. They sit around and talk with other people. Get on YouTube. These are some brilliant people here. So I'm talking about people think, boy, my brain, my, I'm going to learn. I'm going to know. Right? And so they're really developing their brain. Right? And then other people, money. They think about money, 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 money. 
Man, I got to make money. Got to make money. One who's making the most money right now. Well, it's all money, man. Everything. You get the money magazine. Come on. It's kind of nice if they're the ones that have it and you need to go to Dairy Queen. I'm just telling you, somebody's got to have some money, so nothing wrong with that. Amen. Come on, just didn't bring none in, can't take none out. Amen. <laughs> I'm gonna let somebody said it ain't nothing but asphalt in heaven. You know, gold, streets of gold. <laughs> so, sure, money's important, you know, how you manage money. But what about the development of your spirit? In other words, how could you develop your spirit, man, the real you? Come on, where you could get on God's channel and hear his voice and come on, know what he wants you to do and have the gifts of the Holy Ghost working in your life. How do you develop your spirit? Well, here's what Jesus said. Now, listen close. He said, every religion offers lessons, but only Jesus Christ gives life. But in John chapter six, verse 63, what happened there? John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, it is the spirit that gives life. The flesh profits nothing. And then Jesus said, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Come on, there's even life in his lessons. In other words, Jesus said, the words that I speak have spiritual life in them. So going down there, John 6, 63, down 68, and uh, it says that that time many people didn't understand Jesus, and so it said many people left him. Wow, you ever had a friend leave you? Yep. Boy, well, yeah, sure enough. But a lot of people left Jesus, didn't they? You, you think you know what it feels like, you know, for somebody you think they're going to be with you, and they're going to stick with you, and they've been cheering you on, and then Jesus said something, and they all left him. <laughs> Jesus is like, well, uh, that didn't work. <laughs> Been there, done that. <laughs> I left him, man. <laughs> you better be secure as a leader, because yeah, that's when they all left him. He turned to Peter and said, "Peter, you going away too?" And Peter said, "Don't have nowhere to go. I never found nobody like you before." So I'm not going to leave you because you have the words of eternal life. That's what you got in your word. You got the life of God in your word. And when you just talk, I receive your life. When you talk, sickness has to leave. You have words that come from eternity, the life of God. So what would happen if you took the words of eternal life and meditated on the word that that life has given to you, you could actually fill up with life. Are y'all still here? Come on, some virus trying to get on your head or your nose or your lungs, whatever. Don't just start watching television. Get the word of God out. Start meditating on that word and speaking that word and fill up with life. Go ahead and laugh for a minute. I said, fill up a light. <laughs> Jesus gave much more than a motivational speech. Man, his words have eternal life. So to meditate on those words, and you can develop your spirit as the word is engrafted in you. 
Meditate on your, the life of God on the inside of you. Are y'all still with me here? Yes. Not just that life is in heaven. Not just the life you're going to get someday. Sure. But while you're at home, just take some time. Meditate. I got the God kind of life. Same life of Christ. Woo, that life is overcoming life, resurrection life, the God kind of life. I know I have eternal life. That life's on the inside of me right now. It's hitting all of my, all of my different cells in my body right now. My blood, come on, took a trip over by my lungs. Hallelujah. Came back over and went through my kidneys. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Went through my stomach. Come on, then it hit my right hip where I've been having trouble. Hallelujah. So that life. <laughs> Are y'all still here? In other words, the life of God. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Come on. The Father has it. That he's got this life. Jesus, he gave it to him as the immediate source. And then he said, I'm come that you might have it. Come on. When you make Jesus the Lord of your life. Come on, when you surrender your life to Jesus, because he that hath the Son hath his life. He that hath the Son. Man, once you got Jesus as your Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're not just talking about religion, joining the church, joining the club. We're talking about receiving the life of God, eternal life. Come on, that's what we're talking about. Passing from death to life. The moment you leave death and enter this life, the devil knows he cannot dominate you. Come on. I said the devil cannot dominate any man, any woman, whatever age. Then when you have this life on the inside of you, come on, I got this life. I left death. I entered life. Woo. Hallelujah. Comes from Jesus. I said it comes from Jesus. It's a controlled substance. You can't get it nowhere else. No discounts, you know, at Target or Walmart. You have to get it from Jesus Christ. And you can't send nobody to get it for you. You have to come show up and get it yourself. All right, now let me get back to my definition. Praise the Lord. But when you know you have it, your confidence in life, your countenance, is I know I am. Because of Jesus. Amen. All right, let's see if I can get the one paragraph out. All right, ready? <laughs> Praise the Lord. I, I kind of like to work with it until a few people brighten up and it's kind of like they go. We have a pastor friend many years ago, and this lady was trying to get him to answer some questions and stuff. And, and she kept saying, tell me this and tell me that. And this pastor, he goes, well, doggone it, Marge, I don't know. That's what he said to her. So I've never forgotten that line for like 40 years, you know. So you look at some people, and they're like, well, doggone it, Marge, I don't know. Listen, but the moment you know you have eternal life, you're like, I know I got it. Come on, I got some room to grow, but I know what I got. It is life as a principle, life in the absolute sense. It is life as God has it. That which the Father has in himself, which he gave to the incarnate Son to have in himself, that 
the, what the son manifested in the world, in other words, in him was life, is what he manifested in the world was this life. From this life, man became alienated through the fallen. Of this life, men become partakers through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who becomes its author to all entrust in him. For the life he gives, he maintains. Yes. Eternal life. Y'all ready for this one? Yes. I don't know. I'll let you. I'll let you. No, go. I still on. got two minutes. Eternal life is the present actual possession of the believer because of his relationship with Christ. Are you ready for this? And it will one day extend its domain to the sphere of the body. This is assured by the resurrection of Christ. Well, here's kind of what that means. That means you got this life in you. But when the trumpet sounds, come on, the dead in Christ arise. Come on, and Jesus blows that trumpet and coming in the air. Something's going to happen. Come on. The life that's in your spirit is going to bust out and hit your body. You go right through that ceiling and go up to heaven. For, never be sick again. Never be sad again. Never be sorrow again. Because you are now immortality. Come on, you have life and immortality. The power of an endless life. Immortality. Woo. Come on. The Bee Gees and the Celine Dion are not the only ones who know about immortality. You want to get a real famous song, Immortality. We make our journey through eternity. I don't know how they do that falsetto voice in Bee Gees. The Bee Gees. You should be dancing, yeah. So... We make our journey through eternity. We keep the memory of you and me inside. Because we never say goodbye. Because we have immortality. Hey, listen, honey, that's a beautiful song. But if you don't have Jesus, you ain't got this, I can tell you that. If you don't have Jesus, you ain't got no immortality. You can't get it from humming. You can't put it from putting your fingers together. Come on, you can't get it from size. You only get this life from Jesus Christ. He that hath the Son has this life. You're going to have to get it from him. Now sing immortality, but you better throw Jesus in the middle of that song. But once you know Jesus and you have this life, immortality. Come on, you can stand at the casket of a loved one and know this is not the end. We will see them again because we have eternal life. We have have eternal life. Praise the Lord. To know what it is, know where you got it from. Amen. Amen. Know what it'll do in you. Amen. Now, develop your spirit. Enlighten your intellect. Make you smarter. Quicken your body. White blood cells, red blood cells. Come on. Get in your bone marrow. When When our little grandson Dylan was getting a bone marrow transplant, you know, and stem cells and they're putting those uh, stem cells in him. We lay hands on him and say, the life of God is flowing. Yes. Come on, come on, come on. Amen. He just finished 
playing another basketball game the other night we went to watch him. He's running all over the place. Come on, uh, he's, come not, on. he's not really a good shot, I can tell you that. But he has a lot of fun. And the guy in front of me was saying, anything cute? I said, let me tell you something. That boy is a miracle. He would be absolutely gone if it were not for Jesus Christ. In other words, he's running all over that. Hey, he don't know why he's running. Jesus saved his life. What happened? The life of Christ, the life of God, the God kind of life, and the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Woo, has made me free from the law of sin and death. Amen. So the words of life, in other words, your voice, your mouth, is speaking the words of life, meditating on the word of God, declaring that life that's on the inside of you. Well, there's a lot more to it. We write in the book and to be out in a little bit. You have to get the book. Praise the Lord. Amen. But believe me, if I've been studying since I was 17, I don't ever get tired of it. I said, I don't ever get tired of it, man, because you're talking about the greatest gift. I said, you're talking about the greatest gift that could be ever be given to anybody is God to say, I'm going to give you eternal life. Come on, and people will look at you in the next 30 years and they'll say, I never thought they'd make it that far. So I wonder what happened to them, you say. They had eternal life. So I never thought their kids would turn out like that. Whatever. They had eternal life. Come on, know what you got. Know what you have. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you for the blood of Jesus. We boldly confess that Jesus is our Lord, our Savior, our Redeemer, cleansed by his blood. We, Lord, we thank you for this, the greatest gift of all. The gift of life, eternal life, the God kind of life, spiritual life, overcoming life, the life of God that is the substance of our faith. We thank you for this life on the inside of us. And we'll not be quiet about it. We'll meditate on it. We'll declare it and we'll share it with others. The life of Jesus, the life of Christ, to receive that life and let that life flow in us and flow through us and be a blessing to others. That life in our words. That life in our words, that life in every part of our life, the very life of Christ for success, winning in life through the life of Christ. Thank you that it increases our intellect, enhances our personality, sets us free from the law of sin and death. It is a law of the life of Christ. We have that. We know we have that life. We know. Let's all say this together. I know. I have present possession, eternal life, the God kind of life, spiritual life, overcoming life, the very life of God is in me now. I was made alive together with Christ, raised up with him. I reign in life through Jesus Christ, seated together with him. I live there in his presence. His life is in me and Satan cannot dominate me. Sin cannot dominate me. Old habits cannot dominate me. Jesus Christ is my Lord, my Savior, and I know I have his life in me now. That life makes me a new creature. I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. Everything has become new. 
Go ahead and laugh at the devil. <laughs> Come on, Pastor, make yourself at home. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'd like to help him with the sermon. But I had the great joy one time, but uh, Kevin McNulty is T.L. Osborne's crusade director. And T.L. was coming down to the point that he was ready to die. And he said he wanted to go home and be with Daisy. And he was really, really sick. And he said, Kevin, I want to die in India, where I started. And he got him up, put him on a plane, and hauled him to India. I mean, he's barely making, he's barely walking. Put him on a platform, started preaching. Kevin said at one point, he jumped off the platform, started running through the field. Life of God hit him. At the end of a week or two in, in India, he turned to Kevin and said, I can't die preaching the gospel. He said, it's keeping me here. He said, I got to go home and quit preaching in order to die. I thought, I think I'll just keep preaching. Come on, y'all. Listen. Wasn't that good? Well, I mean, you might think that's simple. It's so simple, we won't have this figured out for a long, long time. But the very thing that makes God, God's living in you. Man, that's like huge. A guy asked me one time, what's different about you? I said, I'm full of God. He went, I never heard about that. And I said, you should sit around a while. I'll tell you all about it. Y'all ready to receive an offering for this, this man and this woman of God? Amen. Say Amen. You know something I want to do right now is I, uh, if you need an envelope you're giving, raise your hand. How would you like to be a part of getting that book in the Middle East? Boy, that was lame. Three people and a grunt. I tell you, that's terrible. How would you like to be? How would you like to have seed in Iraq and Iran and Turkey? I mean, just think about them lit, reading a book on life and getting born again. You know, sometimes they say we, we can't go in, but a book can. I think, again, go back to T.L. He said he would take books because he said you can, you can seed the gospel. He said one book will go to ten people. And they keep passing it around. They keep passing it around. So anyway, I'm going to pray over his offering. And let's just call it big. Amen. Father God, I thank you for... Mark and Trina and the work they're doing in the world and I thank you for the fact of the printed page and that, that just it just excited me to know that the stuff he's preaching is in print and it can go right now where other people can't go and I pray over this book that every dime he needs for it every penny he needs for it comes in and I thank you Father God that we will have a part in this church of getting the gospel in places that human or people, Americans, may or may not be able to go, but their lives will be changed. And we give you the glory for everything. And one day we'll stand before you and realize there's people born again all over the earth because of our giving. And we thank you for that, sir, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, there's, there's offering buckets up here, and I'd asked Mark to sing for his offering, but um, anyway, do y'all have... Just come forward right now. Just put it in the bucket and all the extra, bring it to me. I'll take care of it. Back tonight, 6 o'clock.
tomorrow night, seven. And then Tuesday, he's going to be doing our Bible school, and you are invited. And our Bible school, we're teaching on prosperity right now. And I think Mark knows a little bit about that. Amen. I'm actually looking at a vision jet right now, and I'm putting my faith out. I don't have big faith for big jet. I just have faith for a little jet. But we'll just start with a little one. I don't want Justin to fly a big one. I just want to fly a little one. Amen. God bless you. After you've come forward, you're dismissed. See you back here. Say, I'll be back tonight in Jesus' name. Okay, now don't lie. Amen. You have to go to Washington if you start lying. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com. From our YouTube channel, to our podcast, to our SoundCloud, and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages. And it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big Give Now button. Or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.